Well, tell you what I do. How about I? Do you want me to introduce you second, and then after you, I get we do the introduction. You can just go into whatever you want to plug. And I will make it very quick. I promise. No, yeah, do what you got to do. I'm pretty sure I'm short and sweet. I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, makes yeah, it neither easy. of us do the Ian rant. So <laughs> normally his intro, like usually, there's something like his little punchline at the end there. Like usually gets me, and I just start laughing. So I'm like, well, I'm yeah, usually I done. actually really enjoy his intros. So and I what's oh god, forgive me. You know I have no aphasia. Who's the other guy that's always on with me? Not Josh. Andy. Andy. Yeah. Andy's the one who goes pop 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 pop. Yeah, the the pop 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 podcast people. Which he's stuck. He keeps using that now that you've mentioned that is his thing. Oh, I'm so sorry. I think Welcome to another episode of Brag Anderson Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Mike Romano. How we doing? And Becky Zato. Ahoy. Uh, Brian has graciously allowed me to tell your, uh, the Brag Guy fans about my charity very briefly. I run a charity called MetaMesh Wireless Communities. We provide free public Wi-Fi for the developing neighborhoods and poor folks of Pittsburgh. And you guys know how much Verizon and Comcast likes to charge, overcharge you guys. Um, some people just can't afford that with their food and rent bills. Uh, we like to fill in the gaps. Um, there is no public assistance program for free Wi-Fi, and yet you need it to do anything, to apply for assistance, to apply for a job, to do schoolwork. So uh, we're kind of in a little bit of a rut right now. So if you could check out our website, which is www.metamesh.org. Uh, just click on our donate page. Any little bit helps. We accept everything from stacks of money with googly eyes to Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> Bitcoin. <please>. <laughs> we <laughs> actually do accept Bitcoin. And Litecoin, for that matter. Well, you threw um, the googly eye reference in there, so I know Ian will be sending something your way. Yes. Yes, Ian, <laughs> make it happen. Um, so, and, and Josh Sorich, uh, one of your guest hosts, is on my board of directors. So please, oh, cool. if you can spare just a few dollars... Every little bit helps, and I can't stress that enough. But um, thank you, Brian, for letting me say that. Hey, sure. Yeah, check <laughs> it out. It's worth worth checking out. Everybody needs internet. Hell, you needed to listen to the show, so that will be helpful, exactly. too. <laughs> uh, all right, so as promised for this week, we'll be getting into Marvel and Netflix, The Defenders. So this would be the combination of two seasons of Daredevil, single seasons of Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Uh, I know we've covered Daredevil before. I think we even did Jessica Jones. I think we just did a little bit of Luke Cage. I don't know if we ever actually talked of that show as a whole after we finished it. And we never really gave Iron Fist the time because that seems to be the show that everyone struggled with. Um, mm-hmm. So really just before we get into Defenders for Mike and Becky, did you guys finish Iron Fist before Defenders? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So um, was it as much as a struggle as everybody else to try to get through that one? No, too? I made it through that faster than I made it through. Luke Cage was a struggle for me. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't hate Iron Fist as much as everyone else did. I will say that I think, first of all, in you know, 
I think the biggest problem with uh, with Iron Fist is something that no one really considered. Uh, it's not so much the drag, but it's been done before. Rich guy falls or crashes, comes back from fall from grace, gains superpowers, and saves the city. We've seen that already Batman. with Arrow, Batman, uh, and uh, who was the crazy one? I forget. Um, Tony Stark. We've already. S- <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Iron Man, but he, I mean, it, he did too. Uh, it's gonna kill me if I don't think about it. I will <laughs> think about it, but keep keep in mind, yeah, Iron Man's another one. See, we've already seen this rich man fall from grace, disappear, comes back, saves the city. We've seen this already. It's kind of a tried and already tired story. And I think people are kind of tired of seeing that. And it's another male white figure who's rich. Um, so it's going to bug me if I don't come up with that other one. (laughs) Anyway, uh, but that being said, you know, it took a long time for Danny Rand to even prove that he was Danny Rand. So when you finally got to the action and the hot, you know, um, and the all the members of the hand, most of them were, the villains were more, the villains in Colleen were better characters than Danny. Yeah, that's pretty sad when the, the title character of your show is the one that no one wants to watch on screen. Right. Right. I'll agree with so, that because that's what kept me in. It was the the other people other than Dan. Right. Yeah. Colleen, They're, I think, is the best character. Oh, oh Colleen's great. Are you kidding me? Her and uh, um, what's his fa- the the her teacher guy. I can't think of the character name for him. Oh, the asshole. Yeah. Uh, the, what you call him? Like the smug son of a bitch or something? He's a smug son of a bitch. Bakudo. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I hate Bakudo. Um, th- there is one. I think very well done episode of Iron Fist and that's season it's episode six. It's called Immortal Emerges from the Cave. And that's when Madame Gal puts him through the trials and he has to fight uh, Scythe and Andri and the Bride of the Nine Spiders. And I don't know if I told you guys, but comic wise, like especially Bride of the Nine Spiders and, and Scythe, they made those characters look exactly true to the book. Okay. And that was, do you remember, and at the very end, he fights that Gal? A good, that was a good episode. That yeah. That was a very yeah. good episode. I was very much hoping that the rest of the season would be okay, but they were not so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but that episode, if you watch any episode, watch Immortal Emergence from the Cave. <laughs> uh, Mike, what did you think of the that first season? I... It was all right. I, you know, my I told you my my biggest gripe about it was the fact that they picked a dude to be a martial artist that isn't a martial artist. Yeah. So like, you, very obvious could tell that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very obvious, and it, it, okay. that was the hardest part for me to watch. Was honestly the fight scenes were just ter- terrible. Well, I mean, considering what we got from Daredevil, and then you go to Iron Fist, who I feel oh. like is supposed to be a better martial artist than Matt Murdock. And oh, I'll take Matt Murdock scenes... any day. <laughs> yeah. Well, Murdock's more of a bra- like a brawler, a boxer and stuff, too. That's where yeah. his training is and stuff like that. So B- Danny Rand was trained in the martial art type of fighting style more than Matt Murdock was. So I feel like his fight scenes should have been more exciting than what Daredevil was. It, yeah. It, yeah, it just it looked very, very fake to me. And that was my biggest gripe about it. And I just didn't really care for Danny Rand's character. I, I like I said, I liked all the supporting characters a lot better. Yeah. I I absolutely agree. I just I've heard that complaint the most out of more 
But I also think like, oh, another. Oh, by the way, the character I was thinking of was Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Okay, yeah, yeah. Another okay. rich guy. He goes to Egypt, comes back. Although he's a little bat crap crazy. He's like <laughs> Tom Cruise crazy. <laughs> Scientology so, crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact is that the story has been told before, yeah. and again. The, the highlight of, and I don't know if you guys have read the new um, Power Man and Iron Fist. Those comics are great. They've got a real hip-hop slant to them, and they're very uniquely told. But Iron Fist has talent, <laughs> and we don't see that. You kind of just see him like, well, I'm Danny, believe me. <laughs> yeah. Look at this piece of pottery. You know, and Colleen is the one that really brings the the human aspect to it and i hate to say this but the bakudo and, and even madame gal i love madame gal uh <laughs> madame gal are more interesting than danny will ever be yeah i now granted i don't read the comics so you might have to correct me if i'm wrong becky um but mm. for danny i didn't feel like danny had an arc in the first season of iron fist i feel like he's the same character from the beginning middle yep. and end and he learns nothing yeah he, he and he was still the same in defenders nothing. too so Right. He just he, I feel like he's spouting the same lines of dialogue that I am the immortal Iron Fist and I have this to do. This is my job. This is my duty. And then he just whines and complains. And when people try to correct him and show him what is actually happening and how to view the world and what he should be doing, he just get, just ignores them and says, no, I'm going to do my own thing and then gets his ass handed to him and then thinks something's going to change. And it just it got really frustrating after a while. But midway through the season, I think when I realized that he was just saying the same crap and doing the same stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. That got frustrating to me. Completely agree. No, you're uh, now see, and that is a departure from the comics because Danny Rand does. And keep in mind, we don't see a lot of his training in Kunlun. And I think one of the biggest problems with uh, Iron Fist is that they focused a lot on the whiny bullshit bullshit with the Meachams, uh, yeah, uh, Ward and Joy and Ward. Oh, talk about douche canoe. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely is. Ward is the worst, and like three quarters of the season focuses on Ward and Joy, and not a lot, not a sufficient amount about his training and how he changed and couldn't look. And then you get the change between Ward and Joy, and then Harold's crap, and then the hands crap, and then Colleen and Bakudo, and I think it it suffered not just from what you said, the lack of martial arts, which was sorely needed. But also a little bit of focus. Yeah. It, it jumped around between Harold and Ward and Joy and Colleen and Kunlun and Bakudo. And you're just like, uh. Not to mention, I each... feel like Joy takes a like 180 degree character turn at the end of that season for no yes. reason whatsoever. Yeah. 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 Agreed. And, and you know what? I It sucks because Iron Fist is actually pretty cool. And uh, the, again, I urge you guys to check out the new comics, uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, because they're actually pretty pretty awesome. <laughs> well, more to so. the point, I do think that sort of... I, I don't want to jump forward too much, but <clears throat> when we finally see Danny and Luke Cage together in Defenders, I think their interaction worked a lot better to make Iron Fist a better character. 100% agree. Yes! Oh, yeah, yeah. So that, I think that's the thing. I don't know if they were just building towards that, and they didn't want to do too much with Danny without Luke around or what. But it it just it felt it made season one of Iron Fist feel a little bit stale to me. So I'm hoping yeah. they do more with him and see because they all all these 
characters and seasons are getting another season coming. So Iron Fist season two, I'm hoping they actually do something different with the character or at least have him have an arc of some kind. That would be nice. But I think that's uh, still a couple ways off, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I think they are working towards that because you've got Power Man and Iron Fist. But I, I, again, I don't want to jump out of this too much. But do you know who become a comic book fighting duo is Colleen and Misty? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're called the They're called the Daughters of the Dragon, and they are so awesome. <laughs> I'd like to see that. I'd actually like to see that. I'm not. I'm not. Oh. I'm not too big of a fan on Misty, like the, her character. But like, uh, ev- everyone hated Misty. <clears throat> I, I, I was okay with somebody, Misty. I think just. Some, I mean, she was okay, but I don't know. I just maybe somebody different. I don't know. Well, if you have you guys read any Daughters of the Dragon? No, I, I just know they are. It. I mean, they were introduced in the seventies yeah. in the early Iron uh, Iron Fist stories, and I gotta tell you, they are badass. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and they got a limited series in the early 2000s, it didn't work very well, but again, a lot of the early Marvel stuff in the early 2000s didn't do too well. Um, but, it, they're badass. They're, you know, Colleen combined with Missy, and oh, by the way, Missy in the comic books is a lot more likable. You know, she finally breaks out of that, I'm a cop, I gotta follow the rules, you know? No, she doesn't give a shit. She's a lot more, like, Shaft-like. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's kind of what I think I was expecting. I think I was, like, expecting more, like... like I don't know, more yeah. badass. You know, like, yeah. more, like, on the shit. You know, well, instead of... And, and that actually, that boring, her getting injured happens in the story arc with the Daughters of the Dragons. So she gets injured, although I don't think it's her hand. I'm not positive. No, she has a cybernetic arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... She does, and that whole boring part, once that arm happens, then she teams up with Colleen to be a vigilante, and that's what kickstarts it. So, in, in, in a small way, all of this character, kind of boring character development, had to happen. Yeah. So, um, Alright, since I feel like we're already starting to lean there, I just want to yeah, throw out the sorry. spoiler. No, 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 you're good. Um, like I said, just because I know we can go off and start going, so I just want to throw out the spoiler warning for anybody that hasn't seen the show and uh, then we can free reign to talk about whatever we want. Uh, So from this point forward, we will talk about spoilers for Marvel's Defenders. If you haven't seen the show, uh, pause us now, come back to us after you've finished. It's only eight episodes. You can get through it in a weekend. It's it's fairly easy. Um, So spoilers to follow. This is spoiler warning for Marvel's Defenders. Spoiler! Spoiler! You know, something like that. Okay, so we are in the spoiler... Or not spoiler free. We can talk spoilers now for Defenders. So we were starting to talk about Misty Knight. Um, I wanted to sort of try to say something, and now I'm trying to think of my train of thought here. But um, you guys were talking about how she was really seemed really rigid and wanted to stay in that I'm a cop type of zone. Right. I mean, I think she lets. Well, I feel like go at the end. It's just yeah, and I I think she's leaning towards the the character you guys were talking about. I think Mm. like I think Becky, like you were saying, they had to to go through sort of like that slow burn for her. Through Luke Cage, through Defenders, now that she's lost a limb, right, and could can see what type of good that these characters can do together to help the city and the rigidness of the the law, mm-hmm. that she might be a little bit more vigilante when we next see her, which I'm guessing will be Luke Cage season two. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I, what I, I'm I already thinking. saw something. Yeah, she had there, there's a picture floating around on the internet with her and Luke Cage with her bionic arm already. Nice. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question. Uh, do you have to, like, give a description, or I'm assuming people have already seen it? 
Can I just throw out a question about something random? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay. Uh, Luke Cage is currently with Rosario Dawson. And yes. Anyone who even has glanced at the comics, at any comic of any of the Defenders, knows that Luke Cage ends up marrying Jessica Jones. Yes. And they have a, a daughter who loves yes. to spit out swear words, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, so, and they their relationship held up through the entire season, and though Luke Cage, through some, like, knowing, you know, oh, we still care about each other glances, they yeah. mainly stayed platonic throughout the series. Do you think something's going to happen to Rosario Dawson? Uh, truth be told, I thought she was going to die in the finale of this season. I did, too! I thought for sure when she was involved with everybody in that skyscraper, when they were talking about planting explosives to take the building down, I was like, nope, she's going to go. This is going to be you, it. There's no reason for her to be there. There is, there is no logical reason why she is in that building. She has no superpowers. Yep. She doesn't know how to set explosives. The only well, reason just she's like in, there... Just like an Iron Fist when she was fighting alongside Colleen Wing and, yeah. and Danny Rand. I mean, like, what the fuck was she doing there? That, I My guess I can believe fight. a little bit more because they established earlier in that season that she's training with Colleen. So she right. can handle herself yeah, yeah. a little bit. But this was like this was full on like we're going on a suicide mission. We might not make it out of this building alive. And there's Claire just hanging out. I don't suicide know. I, I too. I don't know. I, I thought for sure she was going. I thought that was going to be it. I'll, I'll be honest. I thought she was going to die too. Uh, well, because aren't her and Danny, Danny Rand and her are an item, or at least were at one point. I'm pretty sure. I I thought that's what I heard. That, uh, see, I thought Danny like, and Misty no, not, not in the show. Thing. I'm not not in the show. I'm talking. Oh, you or mean maybe in the it was Misty books? Night. Uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe it was Misty. Danny right? and Misty are together. Okay, that's what it is. Okay, never mind. Um, like I said, I only read Spider-Man. Sorry. That <laughs> <laughs> was fine. And you got to remember, like, so many things have been retconned and changed. Although, the Defenders have been more or less straightforward as compared to, say, Spider-Man or X-Men or something like that, where things just get clusterfucked. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so... But no, no. Uh, I on- I'll be honest, Brian. I... I thought the same as you because the whole time I'm I'm kind of rooting you know, all right <laughs> TV you want her out of the way so no 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 <laughs> I was thinking TVMA here um that whenever Luke Cage got out of jail and was like giving it to Rosario Dawson uh I was like okay this guy is powerful he's gonna break her tiny little 90 pound <laughs> body do you know who could take his manly, manly thrust Jessica Jones. He's holding. Which they established earlier in her show. Which, yeah, but the whole time I'm watching that like sex scene, I'm thinking, oh, he's holding back. (laughs) (laughs) So I know that's weird to think about, but again, I've seen in the Luke Cage, uh, uh, Power Man, and Iron Fist comics, they're married and have a a toddler. So uh, from issue number one. So I'm curious as to probably I think as you said in um, Luke Cage season two i think they're gonna do something there because again she was the thread that tied all these characters together um yeah she was in all of them right was she in jessica jones yeah she appeared once yeah yeah Yeah. so she put down luke cage right yeah she shot him in the head with the shotgun yes we don't need her anymore i when the more she was gonna when i was thinking she was gonna die i figured since this sort of follows the template of the avengers (laughs) that she would be the phil colson that is the yeah. through line for all the shows, and then when they finally team up, she would bite the dust, and then the team would have to regroup and, you know, avenge Claire type of thing. Yeah. But they, I mean, it surprised me, because it didn't happen. 
Yeah. I, I can't tell if I'm disappointed or excited it didn't happen. Yeah. Like, I, I like Rosaria Dawson. I like the character. I just think it would be more interesting for the characters moving forward, like everybody else, if Claire goes. Yes. I concur. Like a, like a, like a bonding agent, basically, like to motivate the team to be right. together. Right. Yeah. I, uh... I think, well, I think the sacrifice that Daredevil made, I think that's what's gonna propel if they do another Defenders series, which I'm sure they're probably going to. Yeah, I mean, everybody else, like I said, everybody has their next season lined up already. Yeah, I mean, they they already started filming Daredevil season three already, so. Yeah, so they could could do all that and come back around for Defenders after everybody gets a single season again. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's my biggest thing, is, like, I wonder how they're gonna play these new seasons now, like, because they all know about each other, so, like, are they gonna start appearing in each other's shows? Kind of like how Luke Cage was in Jessica Jones. Like, I mean, are you, are we gonna see Danny Rand in Luke Cage? See, this like, is the whole I thing. Mean, how could you always, keep it separate now? That we like, all that's, thought about, that's the big question. It's the same thing we all thought about after Avengers came out. Is that, okay, all these superheroes are together now, so it makes no sense why they would split up and have their own adventures and not call on each other when they, when the exactly. shit hits the fan. True, yeah. yeah. Now, to the point, I think it's, it's harder to get actors and schedules and all that stuff to cross over for a movie. TV shows, I think, are probably a little bit more flexible. Especially because some of these will probably be filming simultaneously together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more likely you'll see them cross over in each other's shows. I just don't. I'm trying not to put my hopes on it because I don't know how much we'll get. If I'm, at all. I mean, honestly, if they wanted to do away with something, honestly, I'd be totally okay with them just creating a Luke Cage Iron Fist TV yeah. show. Because on it, like like you said earlier, there. I I don't. I honestly, I don't like either of their characters at all. <laughs> in 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 either show, I just don't. I don't know why. I just don't. I mean, but I know Coulter's why. I don't like such Danny a beautiful Rand. man. He is a beautiful man. He is. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a black Greek god. I mean, <laughs> but I just I don't know. There's just something about him in general by himself. When he's by himself, I'm not a huge fan. But when he's with all the other, I think we talked about this when Luke Cage came out. Like like when he's with all the other characters, I like him. Yeah. And like and and I don't like Danny Rand by himself. But when they when those two were together and they were in that building and they went back to back, I was like, yes, give me that, <laughs> just give me that for an entire show or like an entire episode series. You know what? I uh, agree with you. I I was one of you. You said before I think we before we on we went on the air that uh, you had some difficulty getting through Luke Cage and I did too. I did. I went. I did. I, I watched all of Jessica Jones, both seasons of Daredevil, all of the Defenders, um, in less than a night. Now again, I play. I spent a lot of time in hospital beds. So, but it took me a while to get through Luke Cage. And no, there's it's not a racist element. I think there's something to him being this like classic cowboy flawed hero that he's just like, oh, he's really perfect and he's philosophically brilliant. And yes, he's this Greek god, but by himself, he's kind of boring. He really is. And he's got. He doesn't nearly exhibit as much personality as he does in the comics. Yeah. Uh, he's like this, like, anti-hero. This kind of boring anti-hero, unless he's paired up with Jessica Jones. Unless he's paired up with Iron Fist. Uh, yeah. So I think you're right. The, the supporting characters really make it. And I, and I will bring this up uh, at the very... There has to be some crossover, because there was a notable kind of do you know the two that I'd like to see team up and just have a, a long drunken night is Karen Page and Trish Walker. 
<laughs> because look at all the shit they've seen. They are both brilliant. They're both beautiful. They've both dealt with superheroes, and they are just sitting there like, well, well, what are we gonna do now? And they had that moment. Was it, isn't Trish Walker? Isn't isn't she a isn't she a hero herself in the comics? Uh, I mean, she's she, is she some something, sort of like something cat? Something, something cat? She's a cat, she right? She is, but not until later. I mean, I don't. Let, okay. let it suffice to say that I don't think Netflix is gonna give her powers. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, I don't even think she had like powers. I think she was just like a very you know good martial artist slash right. You know, oh no, no, acrobat. I mean, kind of like Catwoman kind of deal. Right. You saw her whenever she was training. Given her background, I mean, she made her trainer yeah. like beat the shit out of her. Yeah. Uh. So no, I, I, I think I know you're right. It's just the Shadow Cat. No, no, she's Shadow, not Shadow, Shadow Cat. Cat. That's that's X-Men. that's that's that's, that's X Men. That's where I wanted to go too, but I was like, I know that's not right. No, no, no. But I mean, point being is that I think that those two Hellcat, Hellcat is her name. Yes, that's Hellcat. it. Yeah, she doesn't have. Uh, you're right. She's but she is given, and this is why I'm saying she was given um psychic senses and I think she can generate a force field but that's way later I mean that's whenever okay. she's given like actual you know thanks to an accident um by the I think the Avengers 50 state initiative again that's okay. that's going way back but um point is is that I don't think Netflix is tapping into that at all and I think Probably. that those two could team up and be super cool I actually think, and maybe I'm reading into this, but I feel like when they were all in, like, witness protection in the police station, I feel like Trish was on the verge of putting together who Daredevil is. Absolutely. I think they all she's, like, like, yeah, I, I, she's yeah. looking around the room to see, okay, well, these people know that person, these people know that person. She sees Foggy and uh, Karen. I think she might have pieced together that they're friends with Matt or they're there because of yeah. Matt. But, like, why would they be there because of a blind lawyer? Yep. Yeah. Um... Do you know, guys, alright, sorry, you know my comic book knowledge. Fun fact! <laughs> um, <laughs> Patsy Walker actually appeared way before any of the Daredevil or Jessica Jones characters. She appeared in 1944. Whereas, oh, like, the first Daredevil wasn't until 19... Daredevil number one was 1964. And... Spider Man. Yeah, Jessica Jones was much later. So she, yeah, she appeared in actually Miss America magazine number two. And that's, <laughs> yeah. So, and then later, 20 years later in 1976, she was turned into Hellcat. But they kept her character as like the supporting role and later for Jessica Jones. So she fucking preceded all these characters. <laughs> um, so they're bound to do something with her now, right? She's the oldest one they can use. I, I hope they do because you know what? Trish, and I, this is, alright, Jessica Jones is my favorite show out of all of them. And it's not just because I'm female, I, I, I think they, they made her nuanced, they made her flawed, they made, gave her, and, you know, when she says, she, you know, I see a lot of fictional characters say, I want to be alone, and then they, you know, they go to their friends right away. She <laughs> quite literally pushes away everyone in her life because of how, how much one? How much she fucked up she is, and two, how much she cares about them, given what happened with Kilgrave. But Trish is the exception, and you see Trish's very horrible background. I mean, she was this, you know, child TV star, but you saw what her mother did to her, and how much you know uh, Jessica protected her. So, 
Uh, it's interesting. And I think Trish is a, one of the most nuanced, non-mutant characters in, in the Netflix universe. Yeah. So um, I'd like to see them do more with her. Will they? I don't know. <laughs> it's Netflix. Well, if they do, it'll be it'll probably have to be Jessica Jones season two if they do anything with her. Yeah, I I love Jessica. I think Jessica Jones is just so strong. I mean, it it's got the most. I mean, it doesn't fly all over the place. It's got the appropriate amount of you know cross. Excuse me, crossover with Luke Cage. You've got really strong villains. You've got um Carrie. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Carrie Ann Moss is Harper. Harper's yeah. a, a great, you know, kind of flawed ally. So I, I don't know. I, lo- I love Jessica Jones. She's my, and quite frankly, she's my favorite character next to Madame Gal, who's a little weak in this, uh, in the Defenders. Uh, she's the strongest character in the Defenders, in my humble opinion. Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Is that who you're, t- you're talking about? Jessica Jones. Yeah, still? Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Jessica Jones is still my favorite show out of all of these. I think I liked it because it was more of a psychological, yes, thriller yes. kind of deal. The, I, I mean, I did. I, I I've watched. I mean, I watched Daredevil and I, I like both Daredevil seasons and Defender season and Jessica Jones. I mean, I watched within a couple of days, but I think Jessica Jones. I think I did in two days. Yep. And I don't think I did that with Daredevil either. The Daredevil seasons, and I love the Daredevil shows, but Jessica Jones. Something about it just got me like just hooked. Like, I, I mean, like, my girlfriend even watched it with me, and she's like, I can't believe we're sitting here watching it. I think we watched, like, five or six episodes in the first <laughs> night. It was ridiculous. Just that noir feeling and her relationship yeah. with people. And then, I, you know, Kilgrave was awesome. David Tennant. Holy yes. shit. Oh Dr. You know, yes. uh, so, I mean, he is a brilliant, brilliant. And he's also, but, much like uh, Kingpin, he was a villain that you could not sympathize with, but empathize with. You could actually see his motivations and his, his soul a bit, just like Kingpin. And honestly, I and looping this back into the original, Alexandra and Sigourney Weaver, who's a brilliant actress, I think they missed a huge opportunity to bring a real villain into the picture. And instead of like being a real villain, she kind of just lectured people and, and got sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was expecting more from her, I, they, especially I when they hire someone the caliber of Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You you kind of expect something better. And Becky, maybe you know is Alexandra is she created for the show or is she from the comics? Because I don't know who that is. Um, if I remember correct, she is created for the co- uh, uh, for the show. Okay. Yeah, I, but I'm not positive. Um, but I you know the hand is in in the comics. Uh, but I'm all yeah, because I don't know too much. Of, sorry, I, I I don't know too much about the hand leadership yeah, other than I. Electra. I know at one point ran it, yeah, or is running it. Right, right, right. Um, so I don't know who came before her. Yeah, she's. I don't think so. Yeah, no, she's not. I just checked, and that's why I got so. Yeah, she is not at all. In the comics. Not in the comics, Mm-mm. okay. And and I was trying to remember because you know there's so it's Marvel so how many times, but again the Defenders have not taken that many side tracks as much as X Men or Spider Man or Batman so, uh no Alexandra is not in the comics so okay uh and, and the whole time you just I don't know 
I think they tried to humanize her much in the way they did with Kingpin and the wife and um, Kilgrave and his history, but I think it just made her weaker. And the whole time, I think she cared less about the hand and being a villain and taking down the defenders as opposed to just beating her cancer. Yeah. And I, forgive me, that just made her seem weaker as a villain. Yeah. It almost seemed she like didn't strike just... fear. Like she didn't like it. Didn't do anything for me. It was like she. Exactly. I, I feel like she could have just been somebody else. Well, to me, it almost felt like they just needed a story reason for them for the hand to rush their plans. Yes. So that they become vulnerable to the defenders, and suddenly they're out in the open, type of thing. It's like if they can't die, what's she? Or I mean, I guess unless she, I guess she has something terminal. I guess that would kill her no matter what. I guess. Well, they said it spread everywhere, and oh. Funny story. I must have missed that. I guess it was cancer then. I guess, yeah, I'm assuming. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I must have missed that. That must have been that must have been the first episode when I kind of was like zoned out a little bit. It was. She <laughs> gets scanned, and they said it spread to all of her major organs, and they're shutting down. And it's okay. sad that I know this, but uh, whatever she has, well, it is spreading to her major organs because whatever she has is enough to warrant her taking oxycodone fifties. That's how much I know about medication and being sick, because the moment she took those pills, she's taking oxy which is a huge dose. Mostly okay. only given to cancer patients. I think there's even a line of dialogue somewhere in there, I think from her, where they talk about living forever, but somehow the body doesn't, can only sustain for so long. And it's she's at the point where her body is finally just giving up and shutting down. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually, I guess it could happen to all the other hand members that are high up and basically Not immortal. because he got his head fucking cut off. God, yeah, well, true. So yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate Bakuda. Oh, I, I, look, I'm not mincing words. I love Madame Gao. I think Madame Gao is strong and intelligent, and she's got this great, like, personality, and she commands respect. And, you know, both in the Iron Fist, and a little bit of Daredevil, and, and obviously the Defenders. I think she's great. You know, if anyone was going to lead the fucking hand, I thought it'd be her. Yeah, exactly. I too, I, I would have pegged her as the leader of the hand. Yeah. Not Scorny Weaver's character. Well, didn't they make it, they they almost made it seem like she was leading at one point, right? Or at least tried to mutiny against... Well, like, yeah. yeah, she let yeah, it coup tried... and it failed. Okay. Against yeah, okay. Alexandra. Yeah. I... Uh, <laughs> um. All right, so let's just sort of go into like what we liked and what we didn't like about the show. So, and we'll just see where that discussion takes us. So, what were some of the stuff that you guys liked about the show, other than the stuff we've already talked about? I it, it seemed I honestly I still think with all these shows, maybe except for the exception of Jessica Jones, all these shows need to be shorter lengths, like the, not thirteen episodes. Because then you can condense it more and it kind of keep the ball rolling more. Instead of having like maybe like one or two filler episodes that are like, eh, they're a little bit slow. Right. I Maybe, yeah, I get, I get building the story. I understand all that. Because that, that's everybody, you know, everybody bitches about The Walking Dead. And that's why I was like, I understand that. But you have to build the story. I, I, I get it. But I don't know. Just something about the Defenders seemed to kind of just like keep rolling. Yeah, I, I, think... I feel like there was too many down episodes, I guess, if you want to call it that. And I think maybe that's because it's only eight. Like, they had, if they would have had 13, they could have drug it out more, and there could have been a lot less, a lot more, lot more junk in there, basically. Right. 
I yeah, think I condensing think, it down would make it better. Yeah, I think 8 to 10 is usually a solid episode count for these shows. Because yeah. I agree, I think there are some fillers in the 13 episode seasons. Yeah. Um, this one's this 8. Show, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I yeah, do think this show... I, I think the Defenders specifically benefited from having basically like four main characters that you're juggling time between. So even yeah. if it was 13 episodes, I feel like they could have filled that just because you're following main characters from these other single seasons that have now come together and stuff like that. So, so yeah, I, th- I wouldn't, I would like to see, I think eight to 10 episodes for single character seasons. I think that would help the story, but I don't know. I, I assume the new, the next seasons they're going to do are all going to be 13 episodes. Yeah, probably. I don't know for sure. I'm I'm assuming that if that's what the other ones were. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I would have to say everything's gonna be in the twelve, thirteen range. Uh, anything else stand out to you guys that you liked? I thought that I thought the team together had like great chemistry. To be honest, I, to be honest with you, I thought they had like pretty good chemistry all, all together. Yeah. That the whole cast did. I think. I, I feel like uh, other than I, I, don't, I mean, other than Sigourney. Sad to say, is like other than Sigourney Weaver's character, I felt like the whole cast. Like what they like very worked very well together. I thought she acted well enough. Like Sigourney, oh, she acted fine. I just have don't, a problem with Sigourney. We was acting. It's just they didn't give her character anything to do. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest issue. Um. So I thought. See, I, I generally liked. <laughs> okay, I was entertained by the defenders. I didn't dislike it. I you know I like the chemistry between the actors. I think. The growing relationship between Iron Fist and Luke Cage is going to get better. Um, but it's weird because I thought all of the characters were diluted as a result of them being combined. Um, the cinematography was pretty decent except for the final episode, which is sad. <laughs> um, it was well acted, well shot. I just, I don't know. I thought everything was diluted. I, I liked Madame Gao's performance because I always like her. And yeah. I really liked um, Murakami. I would love to learn more about that guy because he in the, the lone wolf guy. Yeah, he's a yeah, uh, he was pretty he's cool. a pretty strong hand member in the comics, and I very much like him. And you know, they didn't give him at the time of day. Um, Did he make it out? I can't remember if he got killed or not. He made it out, right? I think Bakudo and Bakudo gets only- killed. Gal gets out. Oh. Like I think, I think that guy gets injured, but I think he. Makes I think it he out. gets injured, but I think he makes it out. You're right. That's what I liked about him too, is because like you know everybody else comes rolling in with their armies again, like all their henchmen, and he comes in by just by himself. Yeah, Bakudo's <laughs> killed. Alexandra's murdered by Elektra. Murakami and Gao are buried alive, but since we know, and we said spoilers, since we know Murdoch gets out, we're assuming that they could probably get out as well. Right, yeah. and I, I'm sorry, I love Madame Gal's character too much, but it just seems like, you know, while Gal was so strong in the individual episodes, and even Bakudo, I think uh, Bakudo's such a smug shit in the Defenders, but at least he was a better <laughs> character in Iron Fist. But I thought the hand in general, probably because of the writing, not Sigourney Weaver because she's great, but the writing for Alexander was so bad. Yeah. Or, Weak, weak. That yeah, we could be there. Yeah, the, the hand was just weak, and it was this huge threat that didn't really seem very threatening to me, given the power of all these people. Um, and Electra, 
Oh, all right. Sorry, I don't want to skip Sean everything around because <laughs> Electra. Well, yeah, yeah. You're, I'm sorry. No, I'm just, yeah. Save it for a second because I'm just gonna spout out just a couple bullet points of stuff that I liked, and then I feel like we're gonna tear it apart a little bit. Yeah, so we'll we are. The crap. <laughs> That's why I got this beer. Um, yeah. So some of the stuff that I liked, I did actually like the slow burn of how it started. Yes. Like they didn't just immediately start the first episode. They're all a team. Like you have to work to get there. Yeah. And by the time it happens, it's you've had that build up to it so when it finally happens at i think the end of episode three when they show up at rand and they start fighting in the hallway and all that stuff like from then on i'm like all right this is awesome this is what i wanted to see um i and i was impressed with how uh each character like daredevil jessica jones luke cage iron fist they all had their separate storylines going and by the time they all started to crisscross it totally made sense for what was going on in the story yeah everybody had their own reasons and motivations for being at that that uh office building when they were and it's just coincidence they were all there at the same time but character wise and motivation wise it all worked and made sense so i was i was cool with that um i think there's the only couple bullet points i liked i mean i generally overall i like the show so i i don't have too many complaints i don't feel like but we'll see we'll see where we go with this so what were some of the stuff that stuck out to you that you didn't like were you gonna go off on a tangent becky for electra with that Yeah, well, I was just going to say that Elektra's motivations are so scattershot that she doesn't come across as a real person at all. And look, get me, don't get me wrong, I understand what Elektra's done to her, and she kind of has her soul sucked out and then put back in, and she's deformed, but that's not the point. She's a tool for the hand. Uh, Let me put it this way. She was a tool for the hand originally, and for Alexander in particular. Now she's a tool for the writers of the show, and she's a character they can use to create an intense conflict for Matt Murdock without needing her story to actually make sense. That's my biggest That's, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. You know, and <sighs> is she driven by her love for Matt? She denies it. She says what she really loves is her love for the thrill of the game. Uh, she's supposedly fixated on eternal life, but she's also content to die if she dies with Matt by her side. It doesn't make sense. See, that's something, uh, I'm with you, that they didn't explain or flesh that out too much in this show. I'm hoping they spin off and dig deeper in that in Daredevil Season 3. Yeah. Assuming she made it out. Like, we don't see her get out. We have to assume she made it out, because I think she's too big of a character just to leave buried under rubble off screen and be done with it. Right. Uh, There's just, uh, I mean, Electra's, uh, she's used as a plot point, and obviously that was going to happen, but... It's so inconsistent that unfocused writing, as opposed to the character's deeper confusion and indecision, which it could have been, but I think it was just John Kerry flip flopping. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that I mean, it was actually. Oh, sorry, you could still go. No, I so I just feel bad because overall I was entertained by the show and I enjoyed watching it. But as a comic book fan and a fan of the individual shows, I was just, I found so much to dislike. <laughs> and I felt bad about disliking it because I was so much looking forward <laughs> to the show. And a lot of my pet peeves actually came out in the end. Uh, the last episode really had a couple things for oh me, and I even put it on Facebook. Yeah, you and I but, were yeah, talking. I was going to ask about that. Oh, that's right. We can finally talk about that now. So, okay, so I think in the fa- on Facebook, I think I said something about, you know, Somebody gets cut, yes. and then yeah. something falls. Yep. Yes. Okay, so when Kristen Wing gets cut in the back by Bakudo when they're fighting, and she falls to the ground, there's no cut on her back. 
Like, you see it one second. You see the, sh- the cut on her shoulder, like, across her shoulder. But as she falls to the ground, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a little bit of a, a goofball. That, and then the fact that whenever they cut the cord for the elevator to go down the shaft, and Electra and yep. Daredevil are down there fighting, where the fuck did it fall to? Yep. Yeah. It never, it never came down. Yeah. It just apparently just floated out in space, I guess. Or, or um, why did so that was my two big peeves. That and the, the, when they got into the elevator, that looked so CG. Oh, it was terrible. Ter- that was <laughs> awful. And also, that was so bad. That last fight was supposed to be the culmination of all their powers versus the hand. All right, first of all, it was CGI to death. Second of all, it was in the dark. You could hardly make out what the fuck they were doing. And lastly, yeah. it was the worst song choice I've ever heard. It was like I was this, waiting for that. I knew I knew we'd get there eventually. Fucking, what was the song? I don't even remember to be honest I with you. I don't dislike hip hop. I don't dislike rap, but it would, did not fit the movie. I'm sorry. What was the song? It was it was some hip hop rap, rap song which yeah. she's talking about. I don't know specifically what it was, but I'm, I don't even I'm with remember, Becky. To be with you, I don't even remember. It stood out like a sore thumb because mm-hmm. she's right. At that point of the movie, this is when they're working as a team to defeat the hand. That's when you need like some sort of Defenders theme song. Yeah. And Not a song that comes straight out of a Luke Cage, like, single season thing. Like, that was, it seems specifically geared towards Luke Cage, yeah, which yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense, because he's not the focus of anything going on in that scene. If anything, if you can't use a Defenders theme, you should be using a Daredevil theme, because he's the one having the most personal exactly. fight out of everybody. Exactly. I I just, I don't know, I was so disappointed, and, and just, I don't know, there was so much going on, and... and the dragon's bones, and oh, how did these end up underneath Manhattan? Matt's never explained. That could have been a great story. That could have been really interesting. Why is there a dragon skeleton under Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> that would have been really interesting as opposed to dragging out their meeting. Um, also, alright, this is a really big nitpicking, but uh, I, I love the episode where they finally all get together in the Chinese restaurant, but it seems like they were in uh, inserting conflict for no reason. Like, Danny Rand and Luke Cage were getting along just fine. And then all of a sudden, like, if you rewatch it, you'll see. Luke Cage gets pissed after, like, oh, they're getting along fine. And he goes, oh, you're a rich boy. I don't have to listen to you. And it just comes out of the blue. And I'm like, oh, they did that on purpose. <laughs> God, shut up. You know, oh, of course that the guy from Harlem has to hate the rich boy, who's only been rich for about two years. <laughs> it's just it, it was inserted as a plot point and it it stuck out like a sore thumb to me um yeah because it was see that one i kind of missed it, that one kind of fell by the wayside for me watch it no, again. now that you say that i do i do i, I do watch remember that like it was like it was just like yeah, it was it was kind of just like out of nowhere it was like what, what like they were they were cool now they're not cool what the <laughs> yeah i uh, and nothing nothing caused that to be uncool you know yeah it's it's funny because and this, remember how I said I like Jessica Jones? Jessica yeah. Jones plays a very small part in the overarching narrative of the Defenders. But the show would be poor for it without her. She is the character who comments about how ridiculous the situation is. And you need someone like Jessica to perform, to point out all this bullshit. She's the audience surrogate for any viewer yeah. who thinks that this show is kind of stupid. And that's most of us, but still ends up engrossed to the story. That's me! <laughs> it, but this is important because she needed something to get over her post-Kilgrave PTSD. Fighting the forces of evil with the Defenders. It does the job. 
Her relationship yeah. with new Luke Cage gets a little bit of development, and maybe they'll finally get Rosario Dawson out of the picture. <laughs> but seeing Jessica and Luke reconnect, even on a small point, and her and Trish become better friends, her actually re- like returning Trish's calls, is one of the most satisfying things that the Defenders does. Because there's so much complex emotions and dynamic things going on. As opposed to the other characters, where there's no growth. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, obviously, we talked about. I think about Matt, Iron Fist Matt doesn't had, do Matt anything. Had, no, you're true. That's right. I'm sorry. Dare, Daredevil absolutely did because he finally let people in and let people know who the hell he was. Right. No, Matt does have. Gro- I'm talking about the defenders <clears throat> by itself. Uh, Matt okay, absolutely okay. has growth, but remember, that I told you my problem with Elektra and her just scattershot con- character development or lack thereof kind of brings that to a screeching halt. And Foggy, I, I fucking love Foggy. Foggy is so underused. And Foggy's the one who ultimately pushes Matt towards what needs to happen. Um, yeah. I'll always know him as Fulton Reed. Aw, uh, yeah, I know, Fulton Reed. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. Yes! <laughs> you know, him and Luke Cage had the best exchange in the show where he's Luke Cage is leaving jail and he says, oh, by the way, people call me Foggy. And he goes, oh, you let them? <laughs> <laughs> I love Foggy. I See, so I mm-hmm. love the... So, Jessica Jones is probably my favorite followed by Daredevil. Um, so, I just, I don't know. Something, things just bothered me throughout this whole show. I And I feel bad because I really wanted to like this show. I really wanted to like it. My, my biggest problem, my biggest pet peeve, and it's still, it was, it was the, and it was my one of my pet peeves with, with Jessica Jones and Luke Cage's shows, is they're so strong and powerful that they have a very tough time of showing it on TV. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so, like, forced and awkward to me. Like, I get it. It's it's easy for them to just go pick somebody up and throw them down. And I, that, I think that was part of the reason why I didn't like some of the Defender fight scenes, too, because, it, it, like, watching them fight, it's like, oh, God, you could tell it's just so fake. <laughs> and that, that's the problem. That's why, that's why Jessica Jones as a series, is, like, my favorite because of the mental crap that they play. Right. But Daredevil is still my favorite because it, it has the best choreographed fight scenes. It has the most realistic fight scenes. And it's just badass. And, like, I, I, I miss that. Like, that's the one thing that drives me nuts with the Defenders because, you know, you got Matt Murdock fighting. Every fight scene he's in is just awesome. Jessica Jones, you can tell she can't, like, she, like, her, herself, Kristen Ritter, doesn't know how to fight, so it makes it even more awkward for her to have superpowers and not be able to fight. Well, and I think same that, with, that lends to the character, I think. I, yeah, she's drunk, she's drunk all the time, and also, Well, that's true, you know, yeah, I guess you're right. I, I, so, you know, Jewel can also, Jewel is Jessica Jones' superhero name, um, Jewel can also fly. Jewel, yeah. Uh, and I yeah. don't think that Marvel has given her that power in the Netflix She can series. just jump really She can far. just jump. Uh, but yeah. uh, I think she's ashamed of it in Jessica Jones. She only uses it when she gets so angry or very overprotective of Trish. True, um, true. But throughout the Defenders, I was angry because up until that Chinese restaurant episode where she puts the thing, the the moves it with one hand in front of the door. They never yeah, they never really let her show her full they power. They don't let her show it. And when they do, it's so obviously CGI'd and and she's super strong and she can fly, but again, flight isn't part of her power. It wouldn't be that difficult. 
It's not like Danny Rand's character not being able to fight when he obviously can't. So I, I, I yeah. was I was a little again, this is another complaint, a little let down. I mean Luke Cage is a little bit easier to play because he's just uh indestructible. Um yeah. uh Matt Murdock, again, uh, I think they always do a great job of Daredevil and the character God, another Brit playing an American just on spot. Um <laughs> yeah. but I was let down by again, Jessica Jones, I think is a great character, but I think they underused her. Yeah. I'll go along with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but when she, yeah, when she pushed the car through the, the, whatever, what was it? She pushed the car through the, through the building, right? Yeah. Is that what she did? Like, yeah, she like showed her like full potential, like of power. And that's like, they kind of like hold her back a little bit and it's kind of dis- disheartening. Yeah. You know? Although I, and then just, sorry. Even with Luke Cage's fight scenes, it's just like, I still feel like it, it's like, he's like, he's forcing trying to be a fighter. Like, as an actor trying to fight, you know? And, right. And I, I get it, he's strong, and it's, it's easy for, I mean, like I said, it's easy for him to lift somebody up. It's like us lifting up, the, you know, our glass of beer, <laughs> or, you know, or whatever. But I, I just, I don't know, I just, I wish they could, I don't, I don't know how you act that, though. I don't know how you act that better. I don't know if there's a way. So, it, I guess it's kind of just, it has to be what it is. I will you and, You and your nitpicky fight stuff. <laughs> Dude, I can't, I'm, I told you, I, I come I come from a martial arts background. It's very hard for me to watch this stuff that I see that is very poorly done. Interesting. I don't. <laughs> I do, so, yeah. I, mean, I will say I did like the scene in the very early scene where Trish gets towed and Jessica just pulls it off. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, yeah, I just, I, God, Jessica Jones is so well done. And I, I love Matt Murdock's character, too. I like Karen. I kind of would. I mean, obviously, they couldn't give Karen too much of a role in this show, and that's kind of why I was wishing for more of a Karen Trish interaction. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't know. It's just the hand is supposed to be this amazing, huge force, and much like Logan, <clears throat> uh, I didn't feel like the hand was a huge threat. I, I, I feel like they were very weak. Yeah. Like, they, they were basically, they, they didn't have, like, it's almost like their their top tier fighters are all gone, apparently, yeah. or something like that. And they just, they're just relying on a bunch of scrubs now, I guess. Right. If you're looking at the sum of its parts and these huge, incredibly powerful and respected characters, you know, Madden Gal and Bakudo, and I, I mean... Bakuda was less of a douche canoe. I mean, you found out when he was a douche canoe in uh, the end of, I'm sorry, the Iron Fist. I'm so glad I heard somebody, somebody else use douche canoe. That's awesome. Because my sister taught me that like two years ago and I've used it ever since. So. <laughs> uh, but Bakuda was just seemed smug and whiny in The Defenders. Now, again, the one consistent character that I really respected in the hand was Madame Gao. I think she's always, yeah. that actress is fantastic. Um, I really hope she survived that collapse because what else are they going to do? Um, and the uh, the Yoshioka, the um, the Japanese, the lone wolf. He was another good one. Yeah, but we yeah. don't learn anything about him except that he's a lone wolf and he likes to hunt. Yeah, yeah. So he's a very mysterious, like Quentin Tarantino-like character. I would love to see. Yeah, I'd love to see them dive into him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe like maybe that maybe that'll be the next Iron Fist bad guy. I don't know. I mean, that'd be awesome. Right. Do you think we'll see more of the hand, or you think we're going to get a break from the hand? I think we're going to get a break from the hand. I think that Marvel. I think that Netflix 
thinks that they've exhausted that storyline. Otherwise, they wouldn't have killed so many of them off. Alright, so they yeah, can take them out of the picture for a little bit to give them a leadership restructuring somehow off-screen, and then when they see them again, it'll be, oh, look at how much we've changed. Exactly. <laughs> or, or even if they just bring him back in and he's not, like, associated with the hand and he's just a just a, a, a person after Danny Rand. I don't know, just be, just something. I don't know, just, or I'd just like to just learn more about him, because he just seemed really cool. Because he, he was like that, like, traditional, like, I want to say almost like a traditional samurai like where he was very in tune with what he does and everything that he does in daily life and I, that's like what was really cool about him because I, I have like this huge fascination with like japanese culture like old school japanese culture and he just reminded me of that so well he was also japanese too so that didn't help <laughs> didn't hurt <laughs> um let me see what else i want to try to touch on oh did it we touched on uh, a couple of the characters that died, and some of the characters we well, we thought Claire might go. Uh, out of the other characters that died, specifically Alexandra or Stick, did either of those dick dicks <laughs> did either of those deaths surprise you? Uh, Stick's did, and Alexandra's did. And, and I Alexandra's didn't. It 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 did, but not well. It did surprise me, but not the way I, it's not the way I thought it was going to happen. That's I figured she had been like the one like stuck in the rubble and it all collapsed on. That's her. what I was going to say. Electra just yanking her from behind. Yeah, I didn't expect. I you know what? I completely agree with you. I thought Alexander was going to die either from the cancer. Like, oh, that you know, it wouldn't have been kind of poetic that she fought and used all of the hands resources to bring back Electra. She has lived thousands of years, only to be taken down by cancer. You know, um, kind of poetic, but she gets taken down by Electra, the girl that she is kind of raised from a spiritual nothing baby. Um, (laughs) So that honestly, that I did not expect. On the other hand, uh, Stick, I was glad to see Stick come back, first of all. Um, Stick cutting off his own hand was pretty awesome. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, he don't give no fucks. Uh, he, was, he was all about Stick that. Stick does not give a solitary shit. Um, <laughs> oh, here's a good question. Um, related. Do you think uh, a Stick supporting the death of Danny Rand? Remember, he was going after him. Uh, yeah. Do you think that would have solved all the problems? I mean, obviously they can't comic book series and everything like that, but I mean, his logic was sound. Yeah. If you kill Danny Rand, he can't summon the Iron Fist. They can't go through the door. Problem solved. Exactly. And and Stick, I think you know they've set him up as a character who will do what is necessary. He's a little bit morally gray. And he's the last yes. of the his secret society that fights the Hand. Right? I forget what it's called. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the name. The Chase. The Chase. The Chase. The Chase. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I always liked Sick. He he just didn't give a solitary shit. I loved him. Um, but... I like the guy that played him, too, because he was just, like, he had, like, that raspy, like, I'm an asshole kind yeah. of vibe to him. <laughs> but I think it was his time, and I felt, you know, I thought he was gonna die. I, that didn't surprise me yeah. at all. There was no more use for him, really. I mean, right. if you think about it, right. I mean... Although, I will say, and again, repeating, I really agree with Brian when I say I thought Rosario Dawson's was character was gonna die i so that, that thought never even entered my mind to be honest with you i don't know why never even entered my mind i don't know just to me it just felt like the perfect time like if they were gonna do it i feel yeah. like that's the time they should have done it 
Do you know? And now that they oh. didn't, now I don't. I feel like she could last a lot longer than I think she's gonna last. And that worries. I feel me. like they use that as like like sticks death. I I feel like they just use that like to galvanize the team. Mm. They kind of it galvanized yeah. Matt. I don't know yeah. about the team. Yeah. What? Yeah, you're right. Do you know what really worries me about Rosario Dawson? Okay, all right, what's her Claire? Is that her name? Claire. Okay. Claire. Yeah. What yeah. worries me about Claire surviving? is that this is going to be the most bullshit, young and the restless, <sighs> romantic entanglement between Luke Cage's feelings for Jessica Jones with the woman who wrote him all these letters while he was in prison. <coughs> I, oh. I mean, Luke Cage gets around. Like, are we still forgetting he fucked Misty Knight, too? Yeah, but not when he was... He's a banging machine. <laughs> That's not the point. The point is, is that he is, since he's been with Rosario Dawson, or Claire, he's been true to Claire. But true. you know, you know he loves, and we obviously know from the comics that he loves Jessica Jones. So I just feel like, oh, they're going to add this bullshit drama. Oh. Which is why it's, it's easier get all just CWE to... on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why it's easier just to kill Claire. Yes. And solve And the I problem. was kind of hoping for that. Look, she already intertwined all the characters. She did her job. She fucked Luke Cage kind of oddly when he came out of the prison and didn't get broken in the in the process good for her even though she weighs like a hundred pounds um she must have some good hips or something yeah really so i she thought i really really thought she was gonna go and it would be the perfect time and i worry about that because i think they're gonna do this like soap opera thing where like where claire's gonna be like oh i waited for you for for when you were in prison and i wrote you all these letters and jessica just got drunk and you know, but oh, he loves Jessica, and oh, I I don't look forward to that. I could, but I I, I could see them doing something because she seems pretty level headed slash grounded, and she might realize that like there's no place for her in that kind of like situation. That like they're they're more of the same person, more compatible. I don't know. I could see that they play it that way. I don't know. You know what? See, I feel like if the other thing they could do is if they don't want to kill her. Give her some sort of near-death scenario. Yeah. Because she is in close proximity to Luke Cage, her life is constantly at risk. Not that her life hasn't been at risk so far, but, like, we almost need something to really snap her out of it and be like, nope, I can't be here. And and try to find a way to not write her off, but make her go somewhere else that's away from Luke. Yeah. I don't know. This is the only two scenarios I see. Either they kill her or they have something like that happen to get her sort of out of the way for him and Jessica. Um, here's another question. Were you guys surprised that the Punisher didn't show up? No. No, it wasn't at all. Okay. A- a- there was no place for him. No, there really, you're right. There was, there was Watch, no place for him. Watching that. it completely, yeah, I'd agree. I don't think he would have fit into the story that they crafted, but going into this series, I thought we'd just for sure get a cameo from him at some point. Or maybe like a name drop? Yeah, I was thinking That'd maybe a name it. drop. Uh, see, I really thought he'd show up in the show somewhere. I don't. I didn't know how they'd fit him in. I couldn't make sense of it myself, but I just figured they'd try to find a way since he's the next show up, sort of like least start the breadcrumbs. Of, speaking of that, I saw something on Facebook. No, you know, you, everything you see on the internet's true, so. <laughs> but there there's there was some article that, that Moon Knight might make an appearance in Punisher. I think I, I, think I saw that headline. Oh, that would be a cause. That, because well, that—that's been rumored that they—that's what they—they they want. That was—that's been a series that they wanted to do or want. People want done is a Moon Knight series. Oh, I, I love Moon Knight. Moon Knight. 
I think he, I, I, he, I think he looks cool. Mm. I don't know much about him, though. Oh, he's brilliant. You, uh, the new series is great. Uh, he's like an... Put it this way. If you put together... Think Batman, but, like, multiple personalities. Okay. I'm but like... instead <laughs> of learning... Uh, think uh, uh, His origins and powers come from Egypt. Which gives it a okay. whole other layer of mystery. I love Moon Knight. Uh, the new Moon Knight series. Uh, again, I always urge you guys to check out this comic book. Uh, the new. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to the, try to get the new Moon, Moon Knight because he just looks interesting. The new Moon Knight series is not only brilliantly written, but the art in it is co- like coffee table quality. Um, oh wow! Yeah, Moon Knight, but Moon Knight and Punisher. That's that's that was the that was what I saw on Facebook. I don't know how true it is. But I, I've heard, I, yeah, I don't know. like, it was, like, last year I heard, oh, Punisher series may introduce Moon Knight, but I just, I don't see Well, here's the thing, I don't like, the that. headlines are saying introduce Moon Knight, but are we actually going to see Moon Knight in costume? Or just the guy's name. Right. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. kind of like the Prowler in Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but that being said, I would love to see Moon Knight at all. Moon, a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people don't know about Moon Knight. I'm still here. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it'd, yeah, it'd be a good one to use just for something different. That again, yeah, would be a character different. that maybe people aren't as familiar with to show. Yeah, yeah and, and plus, I hope we'd get somebody else in a fucking costume because Daredevil's the only one that's wearing a costume. And goddamn it, I want more costumes on these people. Yeah, yeah. Moon Knight is interesting, and what I love about so Moon Knight dresses in white mm-hmm. for a reason. He is so. Crazy, he in the middle of night, you know, as opposed to Batman, he wants to see his victims coming, and he says that over and over again. He wants, you know, he's he wears these bright white costumes. Um, I, you know what? I'm sorry, I don't want to get on a Moon Knight tangent, but I love Moon Knight, so uh, <laughs> it's just remember. So I'm showing the guys the the comic, just like this great art. So, um. I would love to see Moon Knight in a show, but I'll be honest, I'd like to see him by his by himself. Um, well, I mean, if they put him in, if they put him in Punisher, they could always spin him off into something later. True, true. Which I feel like is probably their backdoor plan. That's sort of what I would assume. That's kind of how Punisher happened. Do. Right. That's kind of how Punisher happened. You do almost like a backdoor pilot into somebody else's season and see how that takes for people, and if they like it, you move forward on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they got these ideas already. Yeah, they're they're, right. they're much they're much more brilliant people than we are. <laughs> they're well over machine at this point. Yeah, although we've we've we have come up with some like pretty fabulous ideas on this show <laughs> that we've never enacted. Yeah, none of which have happened. They're they're still sitting there waiting for somebody to do something with. Well, we got a gold mine sitting. We got to get back and re- review some of our shows and start pitching some of these ideas. Just <laughs> start going back and looking about all the stuff that we predicted, whether or not it came true. If we're actually right on anything. Uh, I know I've been right about some stuff. <laughs> I feel like it's about 90, 90% to 10% being wrong. <laughs> being wrong? I think, I think we have a sl- slim chance. I think our 10% is what we've gotten right. I think everything else has been wrong. I believe that. I, 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 let's, let's go like 30-70. Oh, well, that's... Because that's... We, throw, we throw out a lot of shit. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's By sheer true. volume, we, we get enough wrong, that, that percentage goes up. <laughs> All right, all right. I'll play your silly game. Mainly, I'm just thinking about the the Star Wars trailer we did, where we just predicted all this stuff just, and none of it was right. <laughs> I, I 
you you watch your tongue there because I had a lot of stuff that I thought was that I was pretty close to being right. I'm pretty so sure I did. Have to I go back to, and listen. I'll we'll have to go back and listen now because I think I think some of my theories were pretty close. I think my theories yeah, just... have been pretty spot on. Although I want to see my biggest ones that I want to see come true are my stranger things. Ooh yeah yeah. Yeah, well, I got into that late that too. One. That's that's the best part too, because like I got into that late. Like the season one Stranger Things had been out for months by the time I even watched it, and then I was like, "Wow, oh, now I know what everybody was talking about. How awesome <laughs> this was!" We binge watched the shit out of that. Yeah, that's already starting to get that. trailers for like rewatching. Like Netflix is promoting the rewatch of season one. Oh uh, yeah. When, yeah. Well, that comes out in October, right? Yeah, end of October, right before yeah. Halloween. Perfect timing. So yeah, it'll be awesome. Okay, back to back to defenders. Yeah, bring us back, Mike. Um, anything else that stuck out to you guys? You want to talk about uh, for defenders the first season? I don't know. I think we've hit most of my bullet points actually. I, I'm with Becky though. I, I want to see a uh, Kristen Wiig, um, Misty Knight show. Yeah, I do. Stars of Dragon. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. I mean, God, they're such strong <clears throat> characters. Both of them. And, I mean, Colleen, I think, holds up Iron Fist. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and Daughter of the Dragon. Um, they've got some decent comics. So, that began in 1977. So, uh, and, and it that's a Chris Claremont production. You know, this oh, is, okay. we, we're going classic here. So, uh, you know... I want to see it happen, and I think that Misty is sufficiently, you know, disenfranchised from the law and order that she came from, right? And that she knows so much about the hand and the problems in Hell's Kitchen and you know, in New York. So I don't know. I, I, I want to oh I want that I want Daughters of the Dragon to happen so much because as I always say I want to see more strong diverse female characters and I love Jessica Jones I love Trish but these girls are badass <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be fun and, and like and, that, and that's the one thing I can say too about Kristen Wiig she can actually fight mm-hmm. like legitimately mm-hmm. she's impressive yeah. You keep saying Kristen Wiig. I hope you know. Yeah, that. Kristen yeah, Wiig. Yeah, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, she's great. Um, Kristen Wiig's cool too. <laughs> uh, she, the only thing I'd be afraid of if they do Colleen and Misty. Are you talking about that... Jessica Henwick? Yes, I'm so. I keep. I'm like my names are all confused. Maybe I maybe I had too much scotch. Jessica Henwick is amazing. Uh, I mean, yeah, do you know that that's him. Colleen Wing. There we go. Uh, she has been training. Uh, she's, she trained since, uh, she was also in Star Wars The Force Awakens. She was just Pava. The X-Wing pilot. Uh, okay. Very small time. Really? But, but, she huh. takes her, um, role as Colleen very, very seriously, and she is trained non-stop with martial arts choreographer Judy Poyer. And... So like I like she, she to me she like I feel like she's probably been doing like martial arts her entire life. That's the way. That's how she portrays it. She is not. Whereas Danny Rand does not. She is not. <laughs> and forgive. All right, I know this fact, but I don't know what it means. She is trained for the last three years in wushu, wushu. 
with, with both martial arts trainers and also choreographers. So I don't okay. know what wushu is. Uh, it's, like a, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a style slash form of kung fu. Okay. Um, well, she's yeah. been training for the last three years, whereas opposed to the actor who played Danny Rand, not so much. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, she's amazing. I, I, I mean, well, she also, I, if I'm not, I'm not positive, but she had a dance background and just like, um, that helps. Right. It, it really helps. Um, the actress, uh, this is going to be. Summer Glau. Yeah, thank you. How did you know? <laughs> the actress, I was just going to say, the actress who played, um, River, uh, River mm-hmm. Tam. She is a uh, she was a professional ballet dancer until she got hurt, and she trained. She did all of her own stunts in both Firefly oh, wow. and Serenity, that. and that badass finale where she defeats all the Reavers in the Serenity movie. Yeah, uh-huh. I didn't realize. I didn't realize yes. that. That's why she learns choreography that well because she was a ballet, She's dancer, a ballet dancer and just has that that sort of. Oh yeah, you can, I, I I can absolutely 100% agree with that. that she, it, it's that's really well. When you think about a martial arts, all it's all it is is, is a dance. Especially yeah. for like fight choreography, that's that's exactly what it is. It's a dance because right. it's not like you're hitting each other. Yeah. And yeah. So Jessica Hamwick, she's awesome. You know, she was also in Game of Thrones. Never the, watched it. Yeah, I think that falls on deaf ears on the on both of us. Really? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. I don't have HBS, so I've never seen Game of Thrones. I will tell you very quickly that I think Game of Thrones is incredibly overrated. <laughs> People are gonna hate me. For you that. know, the books. I debated are if, not if we should good. do some sort of. We should do some sort of Game of Thrones thing, sort of like I did The Walking Dead before, where I had everybody else on that watches the show, and they can talk about it, and I'll just sit here. Yeah, me and Josh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It. Well, hey, <laughs> you guys represented. We did. We did. I know there's people like that I have on the show that watch Game of Thrones, and I don't, so if you guys need an avenue to talk about it, maybe we can try to make that happen. Um, the one thing I was going to say about with Colleen and Misty, if if they get their own show, which would be cool... The only downside of that, I think, is you you take Colleen away from the Iron Fist show, which is one of the redeeming factors of the Iron Fist show. Ah, so this then you're is stuck true. just with Danny. But I think you've got Iron Fist. I think Power Man and Iron Fist is as it should be, is that duo. Yeah, which yeah, I if do they too. were doing a Heroes for Hire show, I I would say yeah, sure, let's have Colleen and Misty do their thing. But the fact that Luke Cage is getting a second or a, yeah, a second season on its own. Iron Fist is getting a second season on its own. They're two separate things. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I think that Power Man and Iron Fist can. Fu- I mean, look, they've got a great comic book series, and I think that they can mm-hmm. hold up on their own. They, they like, yeah, yeah. And they kept hinting at it too. Like he even has yeah. that that conversation with Claire, and she mentions like, "Oh, are the police gonna pay you for doing their job?" Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you guys. I, I'm showing the guys. Look, look at these awesome covers. I mean, See, we get visual aids. You guys don't get that. Yeah, <laughs> like I remember seeing that. Look, one. look yeah. at this, and I also have the hip hop variants, which are pretty cool. <laughs> um, those were, those were pretty. Yeah, cool. and by the way, I will say in the comic books, I, uh, um, Iron Fist has a lot more of like a puckish personality. He's kind of, I don't know, he's really smart alecky, and whereas Danny Rand in the Marvel series, it's a little bitch. He's a bitch. <laughs> He's whine. He's he a little is. whiny. I mean, he's so he's got this Buddhist, but like, all right. Here's a great comparison. He's your one vegan friend who won't shut up about it because he's all enlightened, and he always <laughs> posts things about like, oh, you know, if you just do homeopathy, you'll be fine. And you're just like, oh, shut the fuck up. And you know why he has the benefit of doing that? Because they're rich. 
so That's my a thought is specific too, description. Is you, my thought is too on on the the character of Danny Rand, which like maybe they're trying to portray, is you figure he was a child when he ended up, you know, with the monks and stuff like that. No civilized, like not like like not modern society he wasn't dealing with that he was basically a kid so like you almost wonder if he like maybe never kind of grew up like he grew up as a, a as a person you know and trained and all that stuff and became enlightened but like you could see his temper still come through as like he's still a child okay because he yeah, never really matured with like everybody else like he was he basically was just a, a punching bag for other people and being taught that he has to beat the, the hand, you know. I, I think maybe that's maybe why he is the way he is, and they play him like that. I That's just my theory. I could see that, but part of me thinks, like, if you spend 15 years with a bunch of monks, they would sort of beat that out of you. Yeah. This is true, too. I don't think this they'd allow some snotty little kid to throw temper tantrums all the time at the monastery. Well, maybe that's because he never was able to, so now it's all coming out now that he's back. Oh, no, he, he just held it well I mean, until he got well, back to New York. That being said... He, he, he got his ass kicked every time he opened his mouth, so he probably never said anything, so now <laughs> he just wants to let it out. And also, remember that the hand members were original members of Kun Moon, and it took them quite a while yeah. for to kick those assholes out. <laughs> True. Uh, anything else? I think... Uh... I feel like we're wrapping up, but if you guys have anything else you want to chime in on, I think I think that might be it. Well, here let's let's end with this one then. Uh, any predictions for upcoming seasons? They're gonna get rid of Rosaria Dawson somehow. <laughs> she she probably she probably uh, she probably requires a little too much money. That'd be my thought. Or maybe that's why they only keep her in like small. Bits and pieces in episode in, in, in the series. Really? I don't know, she was in I a mean, good. She, she was in a good bit of Luke I mean, Cage and a good bit of Defenders. I don't yeah. Know if, if she I don't comes, know, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm thinking like maybe like maybe she isn't as you know as a sought after actress as I think she is. Maybe I guess I don't know. I mean, it's not like I mean, like it's not like pulling in Sigourney Weaver type actress right, know, caliber right. of person. But I mean, I, it's not like she's just a a B list actor kind of deal. Or maybe I guess she is. I don't know. No, I actually got... like Rosario Dawson, and I just keep thinking she was a Rent, which is the worst movie ever made. <laughs> I I can't just to let you guys know, Rent fucking sucks. It's the worst musical <laughs> ever made. It's pretty people looking nice and being absolutely worthless. Terrible movie. Rosario Dawson brought a little bit of like respect to it. Terrible. <laughs> uh, but I like Rosario Dawson. In general, uh, I like they're in that one movie with uh, Denzel Washington and Chris Pine, the train oh, movie. Oh yeah, that's right. What was the name of that? Unstoppable. Unstoppable. Unstoppable that's it. I love that movie. She's also Men in Black too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? I don't have a lot of predictions. I I want to see more Jessica Jones. I want to see her grow and develop. Um. I would love to see Luke Cage become more involved with Jessica Jones. I want to see more Jessica Jones. Uh, I would. That's a good prediction. And that apparently David Tennant's coming back for season two. Oh. I heard that. I don't know how they're going to do it, yeah. but probably flash. flashback. It's got, be, it's got to be flashback related. It has. People to be. really loved him. That's the only thing I can think of. He. I did he, too. I thought he was I awesome. he's, he's still my favorite. Villain he's my favorite villain in all the Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All of Netflix. He's probably. I put him in with all of Marvel villains. That's true. Period. Right. Right. 
Yeah, I think Loki's a close second, but I think, yeah, I think Kilgrave's up there. I completely agree. Um, and also, they give him an actual background, you know? So, yeah. huh. Uh, I would, I really need them to develop it, Danny Rand, and make him grow up. Because, he, he, ugh. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna have to change some things because I know it wasn't well received. They and I, I they're, they're gonna have they're they're smart enough they're gonna have to realize that, that they're gonna have to change things. Yeah, and do do something differently. Do you think that the that the defenders <coughs> redeemed Iron Fist at all for you? Is he a little bit better character here than he was in the his show? He had more action. Uh, I mean, okay. in the first episode, he and Colleen went to where? Where were they? Hong Kong. And they fought, or Taiwan, or I don't remember where they were. Yeah, they, they were, were in a, they were in a sewer. So I don't even remember where. In Asia, I think he got more action in that sewer than three quarters of Iron Fist. <laughs> uh, but, well, again, I think there was a lot of necessary plot development in Defenders, because I, I agree with you, Brian. I think that putting them together in the first episode just wouldn't have been right. You know, yeah. there's got to be some plot development. You got to build it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in that way, yeah, I, I, I think that bringing Danny back is okay. But I still don't think that Danny has grown at all, where every other character has grown and changed a little bit. Danny's just the same punk, rich kid who's like, I, I still make the connection to uh, Arrow. He wants to save a city. He's got. Ri- he came back from nothing, got his got his money, and now he's trying to save the city. You know. Yeah. I don't think his motivations or his personality have changed at all. After the end, maybe losing a new friend. Maybe. It it seems to be they're like they're leaning that way because it seems like he's taking over the protector role of of yeah uh like Hell's Kitchen and stuff now that Matt's supposedly like they think he's dead. Um, yeah. And what, that was the last words to him, right? Or something like, protect my city or something yeah. Like, yeah. along those lines? Yep. yep. So hopefully that'll give him, give Danny some sort of direction to move towards, and hopefully we'll see some character development that way. Obviously we won't see it until the next season of Iron Fist, but hopefully they have a, a place to go in mind. Yeah. Um, I will say that, uh, uh, what did you guys think about the uh, end of credit scene? Because you know who they allude to being there from the comics? His, his mom. mom, Sister Maggie. Sister yeah. Maggie oh, okay. is, See, is his that. mom. Um, We're talking about Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the end okay. of credit scene, they say, fetch Sister Maggie, which is, uh, um, that's his mom. So. So are we led to believe that his mom knows the whole time that he's been Daredevil and doing this thing? Or is it just coincidence that they he happened to be at the same place where she is? Uh, well, I feel like that'd be a really odd coincidence. He just happens to show up at the place where his mom is. Well, I, I, I'm going to say that she knows only because if you go back to, and I don't know how true this is to the actual real Daredevil comic books, but like if you think about like the, the Ben Affleck Daredevil, how he, he, his dad was called, they called him like the devil or something like that. And, you know, as a, as a fighter, as a boxer, he was, I don't know how, I don't know if that is, is how the comic books are or not, because I don't know much about Daredevil. I, so I'm just wondering if maybe, like, she puts two and two together that, like, maybe, I don't, and I don't even know if that's what they're calling, if that's how they're playing the Netflix series. It doesn't seem like it, though. Here's, okay, let me tell you guys something about the comics. Uh, 
Sister Maggie appears in Daredevil number 229, and yes, I don't know. This is sad. Why can't I remember <laughs> anything that's important? This is important. Okay. The all-time <laughs> greatest Daredevil story, in my humble opinion, is called Born Again. Created by Frank Miller and, and David Mazzuchelli. Okay. Born Again. Frank Miller's awesome. Tells about Sister Maggie being Matt's mother, but it's Wilson Fisk coming back and taking his ultimate revenge on Matt Murdock. And Sister Maggie plays into that entire storyline. Give me some more Wilson Fisk. I'll be happy. I like Wilson Fisk. I thought he was a complex, yeah. like, morally driven character and a great villain. Not as great as Kilgrave, but, like, uh, uh, Kilgrave, Madame Gal, and um, Fisk were my three favorite villains in, in the, in the yeah. Netflix. Plus, I like Vincent Vitronofrio, too, so, so I, I've always liked I him. I think, sister, and I will give you guys my copies of Born Again so that you guys can read how awesome this storyline is. Because Sister Maggie coming back alludes to that entire Born Again series coming back. I, if that's a step in that direction, oh, I would love it. Oh. Which would make sense because they think he's dead, so he's going to come back. So, I mean, I could see how they could play it like that. Well, there's there's your prediction, that. Becky. You're predicting for next season of Daredevil. Yep. We'll see. Well, didn't, okay, because I'm trying to remember, I think one of the, Frank Miller did what, like, Almost like a Daredevil Year One, right? Wasn't that called Man Without Fear? Yes, that was Man Without Fear. But he also wasn't that sort of like the first season of Daredevil. Yes, yes, it was. It was very similar. And then Frank Miller did Born Again as well. So okay, so that's what I mean. Maybe they're sticking with some Frank Miller influences for the the show. I would be and the character. Did so they stick in dark and gritty? So I mean, they, I would be that fits. perfectly okay. Frank Miller that. fits that. I would be perfectly yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a good prediction to go with. I don't really have any predictions for any of the other seasons of characters. We're getting Punish- Punisher next. That is supposedly in November sometime. They don't have a. There's no concrete date. They've released teasers, but it just says 2017, and the actual month and day is blacked out for right now. So we'll see when they finally reveal that. But the rumor, everybody, every, the the month that I keep hearing is November. So we'll what see what happens with that. Well, do you know? You know, Netflix isn't going to put it out in October, especially with. Stranger Things coming out. They're not going to put two major titles like that out in the same month. True. Or true. if they do, it's going to be like complete opposite ends of the month. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel like October is kind of soon. I feel like they've released stuff around November before, like these other Marvel series. So I feel like yeah. November fits. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with all these. Uh, any closing thoughts or anything before we finish this off? Nothing? Alrighty. Uh, all right, so this is where we'll wrap it up. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite to wherever you listen. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, search Bry Guy and Super Friends, or go to www.facebook.com slash Friends. And there you can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff. Uh, you can also email, email us at uh, BryGuysSuperFriends at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at BGSuperFriends on Twitter. All of those will work. On behalf of Becky, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Nasravie.